Okay, Parshas Kiseitse, we can feel the, the weeks getting closer to Rosh Hashanah, Elul intensifying as we get to the almost the halfway mark of, of Elul, and the Parshas start reflecting it more and more. And as we, we said last week, in Parsha Shaiftim, which uh, by no coincidence talks about judgment, which we're coming closer to the day of judgment, and we um, interface that with the bracha in the Shemon Esrei, Hashiva Shaiftenu, and how that bracha sits between the bracha of Tekab Shaifer Godol Lecheiruseinu, the ultimate ushering in of Mashiach in bringing and blowing the shofar of Mashiach, and then comes Hashiva Shavtenu, and then comes Vulam Alshinim, how we deal with our most uh, uh, intense enemies and adversaries in this world, why sandwiched in is the bracha of, of the Hashiva Shavtenu, we talked about that, because the crux of the bracha Hashiva Shavtenu is that Akash through giving us judges, through giving us judgment, and through giving us advice, advisors, the Yoyatseinu Kivatchila, giving us the the serenity of having Shayfteinu Kibatchila and Yoyatseinu Kibarishoina and Vahasimenu Yogoin Vanoch and take away the the pain and anguish of this world that we then umloich oleinu ato Hashem levadecha. Then you, Hashem, could rule over us. That's the goal. That we should feel, we should see that Hashem rules over us externally, internally. It's not just a political statement or a, or a wish of of uh, overall um, the the kingdom of Hakadosh Baruch Hu should rule, which is of course what. We say in our davening very often, but it's we're talking about ruling over each one of us. We should be able to see the Hakadosh Baruch Hu's rulership and His Majesty and His royalty within us. A person has royalty within himself, and he should be able to to see that. And I think in this week's parsha, we continue that theme on a much more deeper deeper and profound level. And let's explain. We've had, in the end of Parshas Shoftim, which of course why this is really a, a tie-in, it talks a lot about going and waging war. Ki satsur al-ir yamim rabim on page 1042, when you will besiege a city for many days to wage against it war, how do you go about that? Don't cut down the trees, the fruit trees, because you're going to have to eat with them. And even before that, Kisikra vel ir lihilachem aleha on 1040, and you have to offer them peace. So there's a lot of advice and instru- ins- instruction how to wage war. And then the, and then the parsha, of course, uh, says, like we have in this week's parsha, On 10.38, I'm sorry for going out of order. Which is interesting because when the Balkar is looking for this week's Parsha, which starts the exact same way, very often they find that one, and they say, oh, I found the place, and they show the person who made the Aliyah to make the Bracha, and, and then he starts, oh, this is not, this is Parsha Shoftim. And then becomes a question, did he make a bracha levatola or not? And usually the case is if it's open to the page, which is usually the next column, or at the most two columns, I don't remember exactly, it's at least, it's at least one column over, but usually it's open at the same time, so then the bracha could have been said on the whole thing. Otherwise it's a, it's a problem. But this, it starts off exactly the same way that this week's parsha opens up. When you will, when you, you will go out to wage war against your enemies. And Chazal and Rashi brings it. Sometimes we're talking about milchemes mitzvah, 
And sometimes we're talking about milchemes rishus, two types of war, two types of battles that the Jewish people waged. Some, some of it was milchemes mitzvah, that we had to conquer and, and obliterate and send out these seven nations of Eretz Yisrael. That's milchemes mitzvah. And there you don't let anybody live and there's different laws about who goes out and when goes out. Right? We had in last week's parsha the... Um, Sometimes that the people have excuses if they just bought built a house, if they just engaged a woman, if they just built a planted a vineyard, they didn't harvest it yet, so then they're exempt from war. But there's another category where everybody goes out to war. Except the person who's in Shana Rishina, the person who just got married. So Noki Yilabesa, he has to be free to his home um, for that first year. And that's the halacha. But so this week's parsha, the Meforshim, and I, I love it when the Meforshim on the Litvish side of the Svarim and the ones on the Hasidish side sort of merge, merge and make the same observations. And it gives us a, a wholer observation and, and a deeper deeper understanding of, of this is what the Torah is trying to teach us on a deeper level. And I've discovered that in this week's Parsha. It's probably in every Parsha. You just have to look for it. Um, where Rav Gifter, one great personality, the Rosh Hashivan tells Cleveland says, when a person goes out, when you will go out to war against your enemies, plural, enemies, and then Hashem will give, will deliver him into your hand, singular. We just said there are many enemies. And he will give it, will deliver him, the one enemy. Be adech in your hand, b'shavisa shivya, but you will take a captive. And this is the the very difficult, interesting parsha called Yefas Toyar, a, a woman of captive. A very interesting parsha has a lot of halachic ramifications. The Minchas has a lot to talk about it. Um, we know the here Rashi right away says Bilchemis Rishus. That we're talking about a non-essential war, either to broaden the boundaries, but not necessarily to rid it of the seven um, essential nations that we have a mitzvah to obliterate from Eretz Yisrael or to send away from Eretz Yisrael. And when they do engage in war, we don't take any captives. This is Milchemus Rishus, and we want to broaden the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael to give peace, to give more land. And here the, the Torah Rashi brings, you take this woman and you want to take her as a wife. Says Rashi, that the whole parsha here is that the Torah is talking Keneged Yetzirah. It's a strange Lashon. It's a Gemara in Kedushin and Chafal from a base. It's an interesting Lashon. What do you mean against the Yetzirah? There's a reality of the Yetzirah. And, and because of that, we have, it seems, we have this old Parsha of Yifas Toyer where there's a process. If you want to take her, you have a, a desire. The Choshaktaba, you have a, a desire, which is a strong Lashon of, of uh, attraction, of desire. We find this word elsewhere in the Torah also by, by Shechem when he had a desire for Bas Yankov. It's one of the Lashonis over there that he used, the Choshakta. Cheshek is a, is a strong Lashon of desire, attraction. Um, so they have to go through this process. What's part of the process? Bring her into your home. The Gilchas Roisha. You have to let her, you have to shave her head and let her fingernails grow long. 
and, and it says she sits, the Yoshva Bebeisecha, she sits in your home, which is an interesting Lashon. It mirrors what we say in the Shema Beshiftecha Bebeisecha, right, which is, talks about learning Torah and the life of, of, of a Jew. There's some similarity, just pointing that out. And she cries for her father and her mother for Yerach Yamim, for a moon full of, of days. Interesting little language, a moon full of days. That's a month. Chazal tell us, or the, I'm not sure what the, the exact source is, that the month that this is referring to is the month of El. You'd think that I, I look into holy books. I'm not a holy person looking into holy books, but I, I come across books that bring from holy books. That I do do. <laughs> so, whatever holiness that gives me, momentarily perhaps. But Yerach Yomim, that's referring to, it's, it's a kesher, it's a connection with, with the month of Elul, month of preparation. And Vachakain, and if you still go through this month test of, of, of uh, and you still desire her, then you can marry her, Ubalta, and you can uh, consummate the relationship. Now, in Halacha, they talk about is this talking about the initial intimacy can be done on the battlefield or in the in the tents of the battlefield? Or is this talking about before or after? I think most opinions, don't quote me on this, that the initial intimacy is allowed on the battlefield. And that's how we understand that when, when people are in battle, their balance is off. That's basically how, how, we, learn, how we learn it. You're saying that the intimacy occurs in battle, they, and then he, then afterwards he brings her into her home and goes through this process because he wants to take her as a wife. If if there's no desire that he wants to really take her as a wife, so then we're not. That's not this process. This it's process, over. it's over, okay. right? Then it's only, then it's only. That's how we understand simply, but let's let's understand this a little bit deeper. Because the, the, in, a, in this beautiful sefer called Sam Derech from Reb Simcha Zissel Brody, who was Rashiv in Hebron, who I had the privilege to get to know. Uh, not that I learned in Hebron Yeshiva, which is the, the continuation of Slabotka Yeshiva from Europe. He learned in Slabotka. He was a close, a little bit younger friend to Rav Rudiman. And on two occasions during my tenure in Ner Yisrael, he came to the yeshiva for for a prolonged time. One, because he had surgery on his eyes and he needed to rehabilitate, recuperate. And we had him in the yeshiva and he started giving shiurim just to see that personality. Simcha Zissel, he was always smiling. Besides being a goyen and an oyev Torah, a masmid like you never saw. And he left over a sefer called Sam Derech. Primarily, it's 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 a biurim on the parsha and on the Ramban, which he was an expert on the Ramban, and he gave his classes on the Ramban. But he was a he had a dignity of slabotka on him, mamish a dignity. And I had a rebbe in the Negev who was his student, and when I met Reb Simcha Zissel, I saw where my rebbe got his dignity of life and his stature. Mama, she's a carbon copy of this Reb Simcha Zissel. My Rebbe, Rav Levi, who was still alive in the Negev. Uh, he's down the Rashiv in the Negev, Rav Arya Levi. Um, but Reb Simcha Zissel, we had the privilege of getting to know him and his Rebetzin. Um, they came two times to Baltimore. Anyway, so he has a Sefer and his Mimer Ches on, on Yifas Toyar, he asks a bomb question. He says, Because you can't expect more. 
and and Baruch knows the Yetzirah. He can't expect more of the of the 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 warrior in battlefield. And we know the Yetzirah. It's really a marshal to the Yetzirah. Therefore, we allow him to to have the relations with this Yifas Toyer and even go through a process, but to take her as a wife. He said, "What? We know the reality of the Yetzirah." And the Torah, where in the Torah does it ever say that you can break the Torah in order because we know there's a Yetzirah? He says it's tantamount to someone who on Shabbos Kodesh, his house is on fire. And he, he wants, all everything he owns is in his house. Not like today he can have investments all over the world and the house is just a small of his assets, you know, but this is everything. And he's watching it burn down to the ground. So why do we say over there, like Dibba Turkinates and Dow's the fire? Save your your everything you've you've worked for, you've earned. We don't say that. Why? Because our we know that our commitment is to stand to test. Like the Mesil Sharam famously says, right at the end of Perak Aleph. Kol Iker Metzias HaAdam Ba'ilam Azeh is L'Kayim HaMitzvahs V'Lavoid and to serve Hashem V'Lamoid B'Nesoyan and to stand up to tests. And so whatever tests, we don't ask for them. We pray Loyli De Nisoyan Don't bring me to tests that I can't that are too hard for me. But when they, if they if and when they come we have to strengthen ourselves and, and, and follow through. Boy, we, we test it all the time, big and small. But what's what's going on here? Like dibbutariel to negadiyat zahara. Other questions on this in this parsha that oyvechu we said loshen rabim, and we find at the end of the parsha. I'm sorry to jump to the end of the parsha, but it's it's so significant, and so where where we have the famous parsha that we read on parsha Zohar, when we remember Amalek, right? When do we read that? The Shabbos before Purim, always the Shabbos before, always on Shabbos, and always the Shabbos before Purim. The Sefer Achinuch, by the way, points out two things: one in parsha's Kiseitze that we have 73 mitzvahs in this week's parsha. I mean, work out the, the, the proportion. 73 mitzvahs. I have the breakdown here. 27 mitzvahs asay and 47 mitzvahs lois asay. That's 74, right? Correct? It's a lot. I think it's the most in any parsha. In this week's Parsha says that really we should read Parsha's Zohar, which is a mitzvah Doraisa, the only Kriyas Torah that's Doraisa. We should really read it on Purim. Because Amalek, Haman, comes from Amalek. And this is not just symbolic, it was. A, a, a major a mechias amolek destroying amolek the whole story of uh, the downfall of Haman which we'll, maybe we'll get to but we read it on Shabbos before Purim that's all he says we're going to hopefully click on that window open that window a little bit broader in that parsha, at the end of the parsha. It says, remember what, what was done to you, what Amalek did to you on the way when you were leaving Egypt. And the, the word baderech is significant. Remember what he did to you when you left Egypt. What's baderech on the way? We had already b'shiftecha b'veisecha a reference to Veshavsa, Bebeisa, and now Velechtecha Vaderech from Shema, the Baderech. That he cooled off Asher Korcha Baderech, 
again baderech vayizane v'kochan nechal sholim lefanel acharecha, and he targeted he. All, he targeted all the weaklings. Nechashalim Acharecha, art scroll translates weaklings. Okay. Hanechashalim Acharecha, Vaato Ayeviagea. And you were faint and exhausted. And he did not fear God. <coughs> Who's he? Velo Yorelakim is going on Amalek. Well, that's that is that a revelation? We expected Amalek to be God-fearing. Right? And and it says, and and when Bahoya Bahaniya Hashem Alokecha, but when it came when Hashem when Hashem gives you rest from all your enemies. What, what does it mean? All your enemies. We're talking about Amalek. We're talking about a specific incident, a people that back in Parshas Bishalach, where this happened, right when we left Egypt, right after Kriyas Yamsuf, right, came this Amalek and waged battle against, and we know the miraculous uh, that we vanquished them. Yeshua went to war. Moshe went to her, with stood his hands up. Right, we know the whole thing. And the Mishnah, of course, in Rosh Hashanah, again a, a connection. You know that the Mishnah said, "Vehi Yadavoyses Does his hands make war or break war? Elowat when they had his hands up, so he made all the Jewish people look towards Shemayim. They had Yiras Shemayim. He caused them to look towards Shemayim. Then they were successful. And when the hands went down, I mean the year Shemayim level went down, then the, 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 the enemy of Amalek, here it says, interesting Loshan, when Hashem gives you rest, either you vanqu- rest, either he gives you vanqu- he vanquishes the conquers, kills. What's Bahaniach? Meloshin Menucha. And here it says, Mikoloi Vecha. In the parsha, in the beginning of the parsha, it says, Al Oivecha. Here it says, when Hashem will give you rest from all of your enemies. This is not, these are beautiful diukim, you know, that they're not mine. I found them, many of them, in different svarim, that's, this is where the Tzadok HaKoyen, in the Sefer Pre-Tzadik on the Parsha, says these things, these diff, different diukim. But, so this is what I understood, understand from what Rabbi Simcha Zissel, in his way, wants to explain, and the Pre-Tzadik in his way, let's try to merge the lanes of these two superhighways of thought and, and, and scholarship. Of course, there are no exceptions, like that you're allowed to discount what it says in the Torah. But the Torah at the same time wants us to understand that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created us with the Eight Zahara. This is, we know this is not uh, no He created us with the Eight Zahara. He knows who Yoda Yitzreinu, we say in, the, in our tefillahs. He knows our. You know our, our, our limitations. Boy, does he know our limitations, right? And, but still, it's for us to keep ourselves in the game. Not to give up. Not to hang the white flag. And give up. As long as we're in the game, which means that we truly believe that we have royalty within us. That is the game. The Yetzirah that the Kosh gave us, you know, that the Gemara in, 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 uh, in Kedushin and in Sukkah that we learned, right? Daf uh, what? Nun Bey is very good. Says that Kosh created. And they quote uh, the Argamara in, in the Sukkah. Amr Eshlokish Yitzra Shalodim is Gabra Olav B'chal Yoyim. 
wants to destroy us. Like it, like it says, Without a Koshbrochu's help, without Siyata Deshmaya, without help on many different levels, couldn't. So we know it's a force that's impossible to like deeper Tori Sahara means that yes, we're on the battlefield. And yes, we have a battle that's we can't do it by ourselves. But if we understand the process which the Torah tells us in in our parsha, starting with with Yifas Toyar, and whether or not we are allowed to have that initial intimacy or not, but to take her, that you have to pause and you get back into the process. And you, that restraint, that's the, 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 that's the power of the human being who believes that he has royalty within him. And at the end, if he decides it is for him, then he went through the process, he could be, make her into a Jew, be Megayah her, and, and he could never send her out. There's the, there's the there's the beauty of the there's the beauty of the of the uh, you 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 can't just use someone of the human dignity. She was a a, a way to, of you to access, and if you don't want to keep her as a wife, Shilcham, you, you, the Torah says you send her away. You can't sell her. She's not your, she helped you in the process of getting back to yourself, of getting back to your equilibrium. Because she was a tool of your process of growth. And, and, but if you do take her, the Torah says, a person will have two wives, one he likes, one he doesn't like. And then the next parsha of Ben Sora of the wayward son, Chazal and the Gemara tell us that if a person does take a Gefas Toyar, the probability is that it's going to lead to a wayward son. It's going to continuously be challenging for you and leave you in a, in a uh, wanting situation, not being able to be, to be settled. I don't know why it's getting hot in here. Um, Sorry for you, just to clear me. On the Lush and Rabia, on the enemies, is that implying that it's as big as many enemies? Yetzahara even has one? It's just, is that the big oh, message? So, so the, the one enemy that we're talking about is, is the Yetzahara. Right? That's why it's, it, 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 as if, as if it would be many different, different challenges and enemies, but Unesonai Akosh knows you're only dealing with one enemy, right? And right, but but this is the reality of life and the reality of our living in this world that we live with the Yetzirah. That's part of life. That is what the Mesil Sisharm is saying, Vilamoid bin The Torah didn't give you a way, a, 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 a time out of, of Torah observance. Chas Shalom, right? It's like, um, I don't know, okay, well, we won't go into that. But it's not a time out. It's rather how to deal with this unique, intense situation of war. This is the epitome of waging battle in the, in the heat of the war. And we know that it does strange things and terrible things to, to people. People lose their sense of humanity, by killing and, and everything they see and everything they experience they have to do under the guise of Mechemes Mitzvah or Mechemes Rishus. So the Torah gave us a... But... How often this happened, I don't know. 
but I do know that in the 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 package of it that starts with Yifas Toyar and ends with Ben Mora, the Gemara Sanhedrin has a question: Did Ben Mora ever happen, or never happened? The Gemara says in Sanhedrin an interesting quote that says that Ben never will happen, and never will happen, and never did happen. But then a few lines later, it says, it says one Amora says as it did happen, and I sat on the grave of a Ben Mora that was put to death. What's, what's, what's going on here? So I heard from Rav Rudiman uh, in 1981, when, right after his wife passed away. So we were trying to lift his spirits. She passed away in Tammuz in the beginning of the summer. So in Elul, Pasha's Kiseitze, we, we encouraged him to come and eat with us in the dining room in the yeshiva. 81, he was 81 years old then. And he agreed I was very close with him, and we sat with him on the same table. And of course, you know, he he spoke. There was no microphone. It was very hard to hear. But only everybody crowded up to to listen to him. And he said over this Gemara, in the name of of the Dvar Avram, who was one of his rebbeim that he had connection with in Slabotka, um, Rabbi Avram Ber Kahana. Uh, he was this. Uh, he was the Kovner Rav. Kovna and Slabotka were just next door to each other. And he said that he asked this question, what's, what's going on here? Either there was or never will be, or I sat on the grave. So he said that a, the, the Dvar Vram said a beautiful idea. He said that sometimes when we're in the heat and the, of, of our battles with the Yetzirah, so we don't muster up the strength to find the encouragement and the strength and the, the royalty within to fight it and to win the battle, sometimes it gets the better of us and we don't see the full picture till we're sitting on the grave, till it's already after our downfall and the Yitzhak had its way. That's the, I sat on the grave of a Bensora Mora. We don't and, and what the Torah wants is that, no, when it presents itself, a person should be able to find the ways of the Torah that will encourage him and give him the way and the strength to be able to make it out alive and not to be buried by it. That's the symbolism of the, I sat on his grave, that it buried the person. That's, that's the symbolism of, the, of how he wanted to explain. So he said it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But, but that was the, the grave was the that the Yitzhahara, you know, won and vanquished the person rather than the that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, so I'm reading that book you recommended, Rabbi Hoffman. Oh, very good. He talks about when you lose the war, yes. when you lose the battle. Right. Oh, keep going. Keep going. Keep that's going. right. That's right. Very, very good. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we know. We know that that. The Balaturim, in the end of the parsha, says, "Who are these necheshalim acharecha? Who are these um, uh, weaklings?" So the Balaturim brings that it was Shevadon. Shevadon, which, by no coincidence, Don means judgment. Again, a reference to this time of year that we're, we're trying to make it out and see how we're judged. It says, Only the Balaturim could create such a, such a gematria. And it's a quote, quote from a Tanchuma, Medrash Tanchuma in this week's Parsha. The Balaturim, classic Balaturim. What does that mean? So I found that the Chidush Arim says, what was the pshat? That Sheva done one of the 12 holy tribes? It, it, one, one place in the, in the Gemara, Psachim says that they, they dabbled in, in Avodah Zorah. How could that be? 
says the Chidush Arim, an amazing insight. He says, that what it means that they dabbled in, in idolatry means that they lost their self-worth. Losing their self-worth is tantamount to Avodah Zarah. Because you don't, you've eradicated the, the royalty, like we're talking, the royalty that's within you. Shekol echod ve'echod, says the Chidush Arim. Tzorich sheyakir erkoi, his worth, uladas shehu b'madrega katana, uladas shehu b'madrega katana, v'afal pikein, nechshvu b'dover zeh, k'oiv de'avay d'zorah. Why would they? Hashem said everybody should go inside the Anan, should go inside the, the clouds of glory. And they took themselves out. They were stragglers. They were weaklings. They, they stood outside of the clouds of glory, thinking that they're not worthy of being in the clouds of glory. Hashem says you are worthy, and you say you're not worthy. That's not Avodah Zarah. But it comes from, if God know, would know what I do and what I think and what I say, he wouldn't want me. He knows that. <laughs> he still told you, come into the cloud of glory. You have a place there. That's where you'll get your protection. These are the stragglers when we left Mitzrayim. Right. Done. That, yes, Sheva done. And that's what we're referring to here. When will it be? And this is what this is what it comes when Hashem will give us rest. Says the Pritzadik. When will that be? Bahaniach comes from the word menucha. This is referring to Shabbos. He brings this. He says this on page Kuf Samach Zion in the pre-Tzaddik that you know when you will be, be able to rest from all of your enemies, which means the, the, the entire expression of the Yetzirah in all of his guises and all of his ways? That's when you, are, when you appreciate the Menucha of Shabbos. B'haniach b'loshem Menucha. Hainu b'yoyim ha-Shabbos. Shuyoyim kedusha Menucha. And he brings him a zoyar again. You know, I, I just chance upon holy, holy book that brings even holier books. And he says because Shabbos Kodesh represents Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, the three tefilas of Shabbos. This I'm just peppering it with a little bit of the three tefilas of Shabbos, the three meals of Shabbos, representative of Avram which is the beginning, uh, Friday night, Shabbos day is Yitzchak, and Mincha is Yaakov Avinu. And this is what we say in, the, in our Shabbos davening of Mincha, which is Yaakov Avinu, which we know is when everything comes together, where we, we know that we, we say in the tefillah, we've mentioned this before, V'yonuchu, we change the Lashon, Vo on Friday night, on Shabbos day, Vo, with a hay on Friday night, with a bays vav on, on Shabbos day, and a minch we say v'yinuchu vam, together. Why do we change it? Because on Shabbos we're growing through, we are connecting ourselves to the Shabbos malchus of the royalty that is within us, that Hashem is inviting us to his royal table. And this is why we say in, in, in Shabbos Mincha, Avraham Yagel in Mincha, Yitzchak Yiranein, Yaakov Ubonav Yonuchu Vo. The full rest will come for Yaakov and his sons and his children, who, that's us. Complete rest. That Vahayob Haniach Hashem, Hashem will give you rest. When is the real rest come? That will only be. When Amalek is vanquished, that's only when Moshiach comes. We know that's not going to happen. 
until Mashiach comes. But every Shabbos, we can taste a little bit of that redemption, of that through the rest and the menucha of Shabbos, we can feel that a little bit. It's me'ein o'ilam haba Shabbos. We can feel it a little bit. <laughs> That's l'chod dodi that we're building on Shabbos. Ani dodi of Elul that Hashem says, I'm your beloved one. We have this relationship. You just have to see it. Don't distance yourself. Don't shave it like shave it. Don't take yourself out of the clouds of glory. And then you're, you're open to the, to the enemy of Amalek. That's when he'll get you. But it was because you didn't think of yourself. You took yourself out of the protective nature of, of, the, of the Ananiya cover. Then they wouldn't have gotten you. Amalek, even Amalek couldn't penetrate. And that's what we say in the, you know, the, the, the he, he brings this, um, I saw this from the Chidah, oh, for Yosef, also, not just the Litvish, Hasidish, not even as, the Chidah says in his Drush, in Kisei David, he has a say for Kisei David, Drush 17. Again, it's brought in Rabbi Spiro's book and on Tishabov um, <clears throat> that he says that in Parshas B'Shalach, when Amalek first came and, and fought the first battle, we know we, it's, it's one of our arch enemies, Amalek, who comes from Esav, right? Amalek is, had a son, Eliphaz, who had a son, Amalek. Right before Amalek came, we had the Parsha of the Mon when Shabbos was introduced. First time Shabbos was introduced, not as a mitzvah, but as a concept. And he, the Chidah points out, only like the Chidah, almost, almost like the Balaturim, he looks in that Parsha, we don't have time to go through it. Um, four times it says the word, Hu, Hey, Vav, Aleph but it's enunciated he, which we find that quite often in the Torah. It's, it's difficult for the Balkore who sees hey vav aleph, for Hasidim it doesn't make a difference because they read who as he, and then, you, know, you know, who's on first, he's on second. You know, it's, it, but, but it gets complicated, but how do you know which hey vav aleph is pronounced who or he? You have to know. That's... Complicated. If you're one off and you're they're constantly uh, uh, correcting you, right? But four times it says "Hey, Vav, Aleph," and we read it "He." Why says the Chida? Good question. I, I wouldn't have thought of the of the question, but he says, "Why four times?" He says, "Because in our parsha it says." Not in our parsha. In parsha B'Shalach, when it introduces the parsha of Amalek, and we vanquished Amalek. So, what does the Torah say? The famous words upon which the whole holiday of Purim is built on. It says, Write this as a remembrance in a book. And put it in the ears of Yeshua. What? What means ears? With hearing aids, without hearing aids, in the ears of Yeshua means that it's part of Tarshabal Peh, it's part of the ongoing Messira. The ears that continuously give over and hear, not written down, not only written down, that I'm going to destroy Amalek. And he says, Hashem says, Kiyodal Case Ka. As he translated, for the hand is on the throne of God. Hashem maintains a war against Amalek from generation to generation. Strange wording. Says Chazal that Kiyod al Kais Ka, Kais is shortened for the word Kisei, the seat. The seat is missing, is, is missing the Aleph until Amalek is destroyed. And Ka is a shortened version of the Yud Kevavke. What's missing? The Aleph of Kisei. And from Ka, Yud He, what's missing? The Vav He, the Vav Aleph. The Vav He. What are you left with? He, Vav Aleph. 
cool. Says the Chidah, like only the Chidah, you get Mamish, we should get up and dance to hear such a, such a thing. The who is he, because it's lacking. You can't read it as who, because Hashem said, I'm, I'm lacking, because of that ongoing battle with who, with Amalek, which is the Yetzirah. Amalek is Gematria Suffolk, puts doubt in our minds, in every which way, every, all the time. I can't, I can't do that. I can't be, what do you expect of me? Get up to davening every day, come to learn, understand the Gemara, understand a Tesis. Come on, who do you think I am? Remember anything? What, what I learned yesterday? Kershbaum says, that's, that is what Amalek did and that's what he represents. Amalek is also part of Hashem's plan. And il mole Baruch Hu if didn't help us daily, constantly, and we beg and bec- through our prayers constantly, but stay in the game. Don't be like Shevet Dun. Don't be the Nechash. Don't, be, don't take yourself out because you hold of yourself less. That's the mistake. That's the downfall. You go to war, you have a you fast toyer, you can't hold back. Fine, but there's a process. Stay in the game. You want to marry? You want to marry her? There's a process. Get back into the game. Relax. Let her sit in your home. You know, go through the process of her. You don't want to marry her. You you collected yourself. Fine, with dignity, you thank her for helping you get back on track. You want to marry her? Marry her. But then you, you're opening yourself up to other Ben Sora Mori, the other, the other, there's going to be a whole slew, but you're in the game. Don't take your glove off. Don't untie your sneakers. Stay in the game. And then, ultimately, by experiencing, especially Shabbos, Bohaniach, when we experience the Menucha, and we say, wow, Shabbos, I can feel like a Yid. I feel like a like a, like a, a king. My cholent uh, come Friday night together. <laughs> yeah, you know, sit down. You sing zmiras. Don't answer the phone. What what, what else is there? A king? Not not a slave to everything that makes us a slave. My emails, my phone, my uh, everything that just enslaves us. I'm free. Bohaniach. All of your, not just plural, but all of them. That's, that's what will only come when Moshiach comes. But we can experience that if we stay in the game. And that's, that's, what the, that's the beautiful, what the, what the Chidah says. It's unbelievable. And this is what created Purim. Esther came to, after the miracle, where, where Haman was vanquished, he says, this is not some an event. This is not some a, a, a miracle, a personal or a miracle for, ge- for this generation. This was a statement bringing us one step closer, helping us to stay in the game. We took on the Kimu Vakiblu. This was, this was universal and, and, and epic what happened here. And therefore, he said, this has to fit in, but it can only fit in to, Mil- to Mechias HaMolek. That's the only way in. And Esther pleaded, as the Gemara in Dav Zayin says, Kavuni Doris, make me into a Yomtev. And then she wasn't happy with that alone. Hanukkah also later became a, a Yomtev. But it's not enough. Kasvuni Doris. I need this book of Esther to be part of the 24 books of Tanakh. This is a statement that Hashem... Is 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 uh, is rewarding us for staying in the game. He gave us a kim of a kimlu. It was it changed the whole world. Changed. It was a game changer. Soiv Zoy Zikaron Basefer write it in a book, and the book of Esther, which is a quasi part of the. It is part of the book, but it also is called an Igeris. It's called a letter. It has both, and the Gemara deals with that. There's a Taisus Nav Zion, uh, whether it's, uh, it was given over just to read or was given over to write, whether Esther is Metamis Yodayim, 
whether the book of Esther is like the other books of the holy books that are metamas yadayim, like the other sifrei kodesh, or it, or not. This is it's 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 the bridge between Torah Baal Peh and Torah Bechsav. And this is what this is what um, in, in the, the miracle of Purim which also we can go into has a connection with, with Shabbos because it says the Gemara on Daf Yud says, Yema Shvi is referring to Shabbos when all the non Jews were drunk in their stupor and the Jewish people stopped and started having a Shabbos Suda singing Shirais, Vesishbachais, the Gemara says, like, what? Well, that's Bahonia Hashem. When you experience Menucha, ultimate Menucha you won't get till Mashiach is here, and one of the three functions of Mashiach is to appoint a king, destroy Amalek, build a base of Migdash. That's the three, the Rambam says is Hilchas Malachim, Paskins, this is the three functions of Yemaisa of, Mashiach. Of, of, uh, this is the three functions. Um, and, and we won't have the true peace. We call Oivech until Mashiach come, but we can feel it intermittent. We can feel it a bit here and a bit there every time we experience Shabbos properly. If you, the, you know, um, yeah, that's called Mekadosh You sanctify the seventh, and then then it, it can become it can become something. But so this is this is what the beginning of the parsha that Kiseitzel Mechama Loivecha on your many enemies. But the goal is to. Constantly through the Torah and mitzvahs, which the whole parsha, the most mitzvahs in this week's parsha, giving us the fuel, giving us the ability to, even when you keep the bias you build a home, right? Put a fence on your roof. Prepare yourself. There are going to be dangerous situations. Prepare yourself. In in all realms, these most mitzvahs in this week's parsha. Ultimately, stay in the game with all the mitzvahs and everything that we're that, that this week's parsha presents. At the end, we will be able to understand and appreciate. Hashem We will come to be able to vanquish all of our enemies, because then Hakadosh will look at us and say, "You're still my people. You're still there for me, and I'm there for you." And this, in a, in a sm- small way, this is the process of Elul. We're coming back to realizing that don't take yourself out of the, of the Ananiya Kovet. Put yourself, Elul puts us back in. We come to Rosh Hashanah confident. And the, the, the word that David Amelch uses, Vigilu Birada, rejoice with fear. Cautious. But we're, we're, it's a yomtif, and that's that mitzvah Shem, That's the that's the what the, this parish from beginning to end is trying to, to enlighten us and tell us mitzvah Shem, We should be zayich and take its lessons. Have a good Shabbos. Oof.